Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. And here's the queen herself, registered dietitian Heather Klug. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. Hello, Heather. Hello, Bethany. A special hello to Bethany DeBrew Adams, our health communications coordinator. I love Thank- special hellos. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being on this episode with me today. Well, you know, whole grains are my passion. Oh, are they? Just kidding. Okay. I know they're your passion. So <laughs> They are. I do love whole grains. I just wanted to mess with you a bit. Okay. September is National Whole Grains Month, Bethany. So today we are going to sink our teeth into some whole grains goodness and discuss a few things about whole grains. Now we're going to break apart this topic into two sections. Okay. So in whole grains part one, we're going to talk about what is a whole grain, the different types of whole grains, and the benefits of whole grains. Good place to start. Yes. And then in part two, we'll go into more on how much you should eat depending on, you know, your health and easy ways to fit in whole grains and some shopping tips for whole grains. Definitely. A lot of ground to cover in the whole grain area. Is That's why there's a whole month for it, I guess. Yeah. So do you eat whole grains, Bethany? Of course I do. I try, you know, obviously when I was younger, it was something that I was very like averse to, you <laughs> okay. know. I wasn't from a, a white bread family. We always had like whole wheat bread, okay. but I always wanted to be in a white bread family, I guess. <laughs> you but, always want what you can't have. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, as I've gotten older, I've seen more of the benefits of, you know, eating whole grains. And I think it probably has gotten a little easier to do because yeah. they're a little more out there and visible. So they're available at more places. Definitely. So mm-hmm. I think the old older I get, the more I try to fit more whole grains into my diet. Okay. Well, that's good, as you're going to discover in a little bit. I hope so. So I'm guessing you eat them, obviously. Well, I certainly do. (laughs) Uh, Most or almost all of my grain servings each day do come from whole grains. I do have to admit, though, I'm kind of the opposite of you and how I grew up. I think we've talked about that in past podcasts. And that is, I didn't grow up eating whole grains, except for maybe Cheerios when I was a little kid. (laughs) You know, everybody's starter whole grain. Yes, right? right. And then I started eating them in my teens as I learned how to eat healthier and as I was trying to lose weight. Now I love them over the refined grains, and that's kind of what I would prefer eating. Definitely. So do your children eat them? Or do they do they eat them reluctantly or do they eat them <laughs> willingly? Because I know you're going to be serving them. No, so. they do actually eat them pretty willingly, I would say. I mean, they're both, I have a preteen and a teenager, so they're starting Again, to become- I'm sorry. I know. They're, <laughs> no, they're okay. They're great children. But they, you know, as they become more independent, they try to branch out a little bit and rebel a tiny little bit. But for the most part, they do actually- tend to eat quite a few whole grains. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of what I've always bought and had in our kitchen. It's what they were raised on. It's what they're used to. Sure. So they do actually eat them quite a bit. Because we started really young with Mm -hmm. them, I'm hoping that's a good foundation for them for the future. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things too, where if that's what you're used to eating, you're not used to like the other taste. Right. And so 
you're yeah, you're going to eat it more often. I mean, they've always eaten brown rice, over yeah. Into, you know, over white rice, they've always had whole grain bread. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's not that I ban them in my house either, to right. be honest, because I never like to label stuff like that as like bad foods. I don't like to get into the good bad mentality, yeah. but we do talk more about how you know it's important to fuel our bodies with healthy things, and this is why you know we're going to get right. a lot more nutritional value as as we're going to discuss here. So when we're talking about whole grains, what are we really talking about? What is a whole grain? Yeah. So it is a little confusing, but all grains actually start their life as whole grains. And whole grains are really the entire seed of a plant. Okay. And the seed is made up of three edible parts, the bran, the germ, and the endosperm. And a grain is a whole grain if it still contains all three parts when you go to eat it. So why is it so important to eat those grains with those three parts intact? All right. So let me start with the nutritional value. Okay. And the bran, which I mentioned before, is the outer skin of the seed, and it contains important antioxidants, B vitamins, and fiber. And then the germ contains B vitamins, minerals such as magnesium, and then some protein and even some healthy fats. And then the endosperm is the germ's food supply when it's growing in the ground. It contains starchy carbs, protein, and then just a little bit of vitamins and minerals. Okay. All three parts really serve a purpose, but most of the nutritional value is in the bran and the germ. Okay. So is it the bran and the germ that gets removed when, you know... When people start processing grains? Correct. Oh, yay. Unfortunately, <laughs> many of the grains or the flours that are used to make a lot of the starchy foods that we eat have had the bran and the germ removed, and therefore the nutritional value goes down, and then we lose valuable nutrition in there, and then also the fiber. Ah, Yes. Okay. And this turns it into a refined grain. Okay. For a while, this actually led to a lot of nutritional deficiencies such as pellagra and beriberi. Which don't sound pleasant. No, and they are not pleasant. <laughs> Once this was discovered, refined grains were enriched with four B vitamins and iron to prevent deficiencies. Okay. Now, enriched sounds better than refined, but something tells me <laughs> that there's a... However, yeah, there's a little catch there. <laughs> it is, however, uh -huh. mm -hmm. 18 total nutrients are stripped during the milling process to go from a whole grain to a refined grain, and then five nutrients are added mm. back. So we don't have to be super awesome at math to realize right. we're still missing out on 13 things. Yeah. <laughs> 13 great nutrients and then the fiber are still missing. So even though you enrich it, it is preventing some nutritional deficiencies, right? Sure. But you're still not getting the most bang for your buck, basically. So obviously then eating the whole grain is going to be your best option if you want the most nutritional value. You are correct. Again, Again, Bethany. yes. <laughs> I mean, you'll get more vitamin E, vitamin B6, magnesium, potassium, protein, and fiber and whole grains, as well as antioxidants and phytochemicals compared to refined grains. Mm -hmm. In part two, we'll talk more about what to look for when you're shopping at the grocery store to make sure what you're buying is whole grain. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we'll be talking about label reading. But first, I do want to talk about the reasons why we should choose whole grains. So I know there's a school of thought, and we've had this in some of our other podcasts, where 
There are going to be some people out there who say that eating whole grains can be bad for you, which I don't understand, but okay. Mm-hmm. You know, some people and even there's some doctors out there say that they're unhealthy to eat. So to tell the truth, is that <laughs> true or is it not? For most people, eating whole grains each day is actually really very beneficial. We're going to talk about that. But there are some people that are very sensitive to gluten and also to other things within whole grains. So there's certain carbohydrates that people might be very sensitive to as well. And then there's people with allergies to certain grains also. But I think the thing to keep in mind is that That isn't the majority of the population. There's always an exception. (laughs) Right. Well, most people can tolerate whole grains just fine. Even people with celiac disease who have to stay away from gluten and wheat, rye, and barley can tolerate other whole grains. Mm -hmm. And then people with inflammatory bowel disease and IBS may also have to limit certain grains since it bothers their digestive system. Which makes sense. Yeah. So for those people, certainly I can understand if they want to be more careful. Yeah. Yeah. But really, what the research shows is that eating three servings of whole grains each day, and this is coming from over 200 observational and randomized controlled studies since 2004. That's a lot of data. That's a lot of data and good quality data is what I'm saying. Yes. So remember eating three servings of whole grains each day, and that's not a huge amount. So it's not like you have to eat bowlfuls and platefuls of it. That's not (laughs) what I'm suggesting either. But eating these small three servings a day, here's the benefits you're going to see. Okay. Okay. So reduced all-cause mortality. So it's reducing the risk of dying from anything. Yeah, anything that'll kill you, it helps. Yes. Obviously, this next one is our big focus here in the Mm -hmm. Karen Yance Cardiac Awareness Center, and that is reduced risk of heart disease. Definitely. Yes. I think the main benefit there is, is you get the fiber and you get all all these great nutrients that actually help with lowering cholesterol and blood pressure. Yeah. If you listen to our cholesterol podcast, this is a good good hand-in-hand information (laughs) here. We talked a lot about soluble fiber, which you get in quite a few different whole grains, along with reducing your risk of heart disease, reduced risk of stroke which as makes well. Sense. Yeah. And then also a reduced risk of type 2 diabetes. That one may surprise people quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, because I think people think grains equals carbs equals, equals sugar and... Equals bad for yes. you. And not so. In fact, there was a recent study that, and this was over 200,000 people, that showed, again, people that eat those three servings of whole grains each day actually have a 29% reduced risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Wow. You know, and I don't know if it's the fiber again. I don't know if it's magnesium or the antioxidants or what. I don't know. Or maybe it's the (laughs) package deal, right? Right. But the thinking is that there's something in the whole grains that improves the function of the beta cells that make insulin. So maybe it's helping those beta cells kind of, you know, release the insulin, which is what you need to pair up with any type of carb that you're eating and get it into the cells where your body can do what it needs to do with it. Sure. Okay. Um, another benefit of eating those three servings of whole grains each day, you have less inflammation overall. I think a lot of that comes from the antioxidants and the phytochemicals that are in there, certainly. Sure. Um, this one probably isn't new to people, but a lower <laughs> risk of colorectal cancer. Thank you, fiber. Yes. 
<laughs> I mean, the more fiber you eat, the more you can push that stool out. Okay, and that's I know it's gross stuff to say, talk you can about. Just leave it right there. Okay, <laughs> but you don't want that stuff hanging around because then things mutate and start to become cancerous, right? I mean, that's gross. You want stool, you know, it's there. You want it to get pushed out pretty regularly. Okay, fiber will help that happen. That is right. And then this one I think will surprise a lot of people too. But here's where the research shows when you eat those three servings of whole grains each day, you actually have a lower body weight, you have a lower body mass index or BMI, and a smaller waist circumference. Wow. Yes. And I, I, I can hear all the footprints going to the store. <laughs> Again, don't run out and eat grain. massive amounts of them. <laughs> We're talking sensible portion sizes. And then the newer things that are kind of coming out have to do with having this healthier microbiome. Again, this is where we come back to the fiber and how so important that is for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just from whole grains, obviously, but whole grains are a really big contributor of fiber in most people's diets. And if you want to more information on that, definitely go back and listen to our Food and Mood Connection podcast yeah, on that. Because we, sure. we gave a lot of great uh, recommendations on that. But fiber, like in things like whole grains, is actually food for your healthy bacteria. And those things create healthy substances, which keep your whole body really healthy. And then the last one has to do with a lower risk of depression, surprisingly. I mean, it doesn't make depression go away. Right. But um, again, this re- does relate to that microbiome. And how, again, when you're eating all those foods with fiber, some of those healthy substances are neurotransmitters, one of them being dopamine. Okay. Okay. And that gets sent back up to your brain because there's that gut-brain connection. Right. So therefore, that's going to help somebody with maybe reducing the risk of depression or just overall, you know, well-being. Sure. Feeling better. Overall life satisfaction. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And if you'd like to read about the research on whole grains, just so people know, you can check out the Whole Grains Council website. It's wholegrainscouncil.org. If you go in there, it's in Whole Grains 101. Click on Health Studies and Health Benefits. They do not conduct the research at Whole Grains Council, but they look at all the different journals. They compile that and they post it on their website. So if you don't believe me, go and look at it yourself. (laughs) Lots of great uh, research out there on whole grains. Okay. So let's talk about the types of whole grains because I think there's a lot of people out there who, you know, we think wheat, we think oats, yeah, <laughs> we think maybe rice. brown rice, yeah. and then we're kind of like, what else is there? <laughs> you know, we, we don't have that imagination ability. No, I, so how many yeah. different types of whole grains are out there? There's actually over 20 different kinds really? that we know of. That even. we know. Oh, there's there might even more. Be, there might even be <laughs> other ones. Who knows? But at least 20 different kinds of whole grains. And you're right. I think most of us have grown up eating wheat for sure, mm-hmm. eating oatmeal, and then eating rice. Yeah. <laughs> Those are probably my staples kind of growing up. But there's lots of grains that sound so different to us here here in the United States, but they're eaten by people all across the globe. Yeah. So I'm going to go through them, and they're in alphabetical order. Okay. Yes, for those of us who like to be kind of organized. The English major in me is very happy. Okay. So the first one is amaranth. 
Uh, next one is barley and then buckwheat, bulgur wheat or bulgur. A lot of people might call that. Mm-hmm. Uh, corn hey. is also in here. Oh, wait. There's a fourth one we all know. <laughs> I know. This one's weird to but have in here. we don't think about that as a whole grain yeah, necessarily. I know. It's counted more usually as like a starchy vegetable, but because it's so similar in its starch content, calories, and even in some of the nutrients that it sometimes counts as like a whole grain in many cases. Okay. Um, This next one is one that I'm not accustomed to, and I actually need to try, and it's fun to say. Frika. Frike. 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 (laughs) So this is a hard wheat, and it's harvested when it's young and green, and it has kind of a smoky flavor to it. Okay. Yeah. Sounds interesting. This next one is kind of interesting, too. I also have not tried this one, and I would love to. Kaniwa. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Bethany told me I was saying it wrong last time. <laughs> like I know. All I know is there's a little tilde over the N. So it's like quinoa, but it's caniwa. Yeah, it's not spelt like quinoa. So I'm no. not just saying, like looking at quinoa and saying it incorrectly. Caniwa. <laughs> so it's a cousin to quinoa. So it's a little different from it. And it's sometimes it's called baby quinoa when you go okay, to find we'll it see. in the store. Anything with baby in front of it's great. Right. So that might be another fun one to try sometime. Next to whole grain is millet. Which I know is in bird seed. <laughs> okay, don't go out and eat bird seed. There, you can actually There's a buy... lot of it out in my bird feeder yeah. right now. Don't go to your bird feeder and just <laughs> dig it out. You can actually buy millet by itself, or okay. you might see it in like. Um, I mean, you can cook it's it in like, like you do granola any other... bars. Yeah. I have some granola bars. It's in I bread have. and granola bars. It's sometimes in cereals and things like that. But you can cook it all by itself, even too. It's really, really tiny. And then oats. You mentioned that one before. Most mm-hmm. of us are familiar with that. Quinoa is pretty mainstream these yep. days. Certainly rice. And beyond brown rice, there's red rice, black rice. There's, purple rice. Yeah, you can get, well, purple rice is really a combination a of black rice and white rice. But then when you cook it together, it looks yes. purple. And if you ever cook it, you don't eat a lot of the black rice. <laughs> I made that mistake the first time I made it. Your children might not want to eat it. <laughs> it looked, <laughs> it, it did not look, look purple. It looked Very gray. Anyway, (laughs) be careful. Next one is rye. Which is pretty mainstream. Yeah, that one I think a lot of people know because of rye bread. bread. But the next one that's similar to rye, triticale. Okay. This is a hybrid of wheat and rye together. Uh, Next one is sorghum and teff. Teff is eaten a lot in Ethiopia, and they make um, injera bread out of it. I think I'm saying that correctly. Okay. And then wheat. I know everybody knows about wheat, but I wanted to also mention like ancient wheat in there. So within this whole category, we have things like wheat berries, spelt, einkorn, farro, Mm. emmer, and kamut, and then certainly like whole wheat flour, which you can use to make a lot of different things. Okay. And then the last one is wild rice. Which is funny because... I don't think we would think of it in a different category like yeah. that. But. I guess I could have included it in with the other <laughs> rice. It is slightly different because it yeah. is a little bit more of a seed. It's kind of part seed, part whole grain. Yeah. Yeah. So I noticed you didn't mention sprouted grains, but I see a lot of products out there that mention like, hey, this is sprouted grain <laughs> bread. You know, is there something that 
makes that better or is that part of the whole grain group or yeah so sprouted grains have become very popular over the past several years and any grain can be sprouted just so you know that too but it does need to be a whole grain so when sprouting begins and this is usually due to time temperature or light enzymes within the grain are activated and mm-hmm. they start to metabolize the starchy endosperm And the starch is transformed into simple sugars. And then any of the proteins that are in there, such as gluten, are also transformed into peptides and amino acids. These two transformations make the grain easier to digest. So here's where some of those benefits kind of come in if you do want to eat them. Sprouting also decreases the phytate content and allows minerals to be more readily absorbed. You might absorb a little bit more of the nutrients that are in there. Okay. So does this mean that sprouted grains are okay for people with celiac disease since gluten is broken down like into smaller components? It seems like it would be but unfortunately not. Some people with non-celiac gluten sensitivity, though, find that they can handle the gluten in sprouted grains okay. better, though, because it is sort of, you know, pre-digested. Right. Yeah. And that's one of those, when you have that non-celiac gluten sensitivity, because I used to have that mm-hmm. for quite a while, and it's very specific to each individual. Yes. So it's kind of like you have to find out what works for mm-hmm. you and what doesn't. Right. Unfortunately, that can be a very unpleasant experiment yes, that yes. you do. But yeah. Well, that's all really good information, Heather. So thank you for filling us in. To sum everything up that we've learned today, we learned that whole grains are good for heart health and obviously What's good for your heart is usually good for everything else in mm-hmm. your body. So, and it's also good to try new whole grains and new recipes because yes. we don't want to get in a rut. If we want to eat, you know, the amount of whole grains that we should be eating each mm-hmm. day, let's try something a little yeah, different. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 good to have a little more variety in there. Like you said, you don't get stuck in a rut, but you need to eat more than just wheat. Yeah. Right? Just for your overall health. Like all the grains have such a different nutritional profile. We didn't have time to really go into that, but they're all going to be slightly different. Yeah. Almost like fruits and vegetables. Like it's great if you eat apples and carrots every day. But you have healthy, to eat other things too. But it's too. good to eat other colors, right? So same thing with the grains. It's hard because I can't say eat a rainbow of different grains because <laughs> they're a rainbow most, of browns. Well, they're brown or yellow, <laughs> you know, but eat different kinds just so you get the different nutritional value in there. For sure. And definitely, if you guys want to continue on with our whole grain discussion, October 2nd, we'll be publishing our second part of this podcast where we go into some more about how much whole grains Mm -hmm. you should be eating and how kind of like your health profile is going to affect the amount of grain you should have in right, your diet. Right, Along with shopping tips. So Definitely. knowing what to look for. I get a lot of questions because on that. Because that gets tricky. It is a little tricky because, you know, food manufacturers, they, you they know. They like can, to be sneaky. They like to be a little bit sneaky. And then we'll talk about some easy tips for fitting in whole grains as well. So thank you for listening in today, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And as we always say, be Be the ruler of your own heart. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Queen of Hearts podcast. Our podcast is recorded here at the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more heart-healthy tips, info, recipes, and more, 
visit our website at www.karenyantcenter.org, like us on Facebook at Karen Yant Center, and follow us on Pinterest. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our show and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, ladies, be ruler of your own heart.